Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Kriebentruck Stock Market News. Today is Monday, the 1st of May 2023. Sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. It has been an incredible start to the new month and to a week that will be very eventful, especially because of the Federal Reserve interest rate hike decision on Wednesday. Today, the troubled First Republic Bank has been acquired by JP Morgan. The FDIC, which stands for Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, announced on Monday morning that it would sell all $93.5 billion of deposits and most of the assets of First Republic Bank to JP Morgan. JP Morgan paid $10.6 billion for the deal. All First Republic deposits, including those above the usual $250,000 deposit insurance limit, were guaranteed this morning when the bank's 84 outposts in eight states reopened. JP Morgan said they will make a gain of $2.6 billion on the deal and they are expected to spend $2 billion on restructuring costs within the next 18 months. In addition to that, the FDIC is providing $50 billion of five-year fixed-term financing, according to the Financial Times. JP Morgan believes that the deal will add $500 million of annual income to its earnings. This certainly is a good deal for the First Republic Bank. First Republic Bank has a lot of clients and they have absolutely excellent customer service, which will now be inherited by JP Morgan. Mohamed Elerian said on CNBC today that this deal is, quote, undoubtedly unambiguously beneficial to JP Morgan, end of quote. But those aren't the only interesting news we got today. ISM manufacturing data was also released on Monday. The ISM manufacturing manufacturing index rose to 47.1 in April from 46.3 in March. In addition to that, a measure of prices paid for materials rebounded to the highest level since July, according to Bloomberg. Despite the fact that the ISM manufacturing index has been below 50 for the longest time since 2009, indicating an economic contraction, The index seems to stagnate at a level below 50 and at the same time, it did surprise to the upside. In response to the data, the policy-sensitive two-year treasury yield increased by more than 10 basis points. A rise in the price index for materials to the highest level since July indicates underlying price pressures. On Monday's trading day, treasuries sold off across the curve, pushing yields higher. This move in treasury yields was caused by the ISM manufacturing price data, indicating that the price for materials rose more than expected, as I already said. This, especially in addition to core PCE showing no signs of cooling down, creates a narrative of sticky inflation, which ultimately means that the Fed is definitely likely to raise rates by another 25 basis points this week, and that it will also sound relatively hawkish in addition to that interest rate hike. Michael Wilson from Morgan Stanley said to Bloomberg today that, quote, if the message delivered at this meeting, so he means the upcoming Fed meeting, is more hawkish, it could provide a near-term negative surprise for equities, end of quote. 
I personally definitely expect markets to be careful ahead of the Federal Reserve decision this week. So let us check in on those markets and see how they performed on Monday's trading day. As I already said, there has been caution across the board today ahead of the FOMC meeting, despite the fact that the acquisition of First Republic Bank by JP Morgan has boosted stocks in early trading hours. It was probably also the higher than expected ISM manufacturing price index that put downward pressure on stocks. We will also get the jobs report for April this week and markets are cautious about that as well. Um, in the jobs report, it is expected that non-farm payrolls rise by 175,000 after a 236,000 increase in March. The S&P 500 was down 0.039% at 4,167.87. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 46.46 points or 0.1% at 34,051.7. And last but not least, the Nasdaq Composite was down 0.1% at 12,212.6. The 10-year Treasury yield was up around 13 basis points at 3.585%. Yield on 30-year bonds climbed the most today in 2023. The CBOE VIX Volatility Index was up 0.3% at 16.09%. Energy is the loser of Monday's trading day. Goldman Sachs, for example, downgraded ExxonMobil on Monday. Shares of ExxonMobil finished Monday's trading day in the red by 3.1%. Let us take a look at the upcoming events this week. On Tuesday, we will get US Jolt's job openings, factory and durable goods orders. On Wednesday, we will get the ADP employment number, S&P Global US Services, PMI and ISM services. On Thursday, we will then get the Federal Reserve interest rate hike decision and obviously also a news conference by Jerome Powell. We will also get U.S. initial jobless claims trade balance on Thursday. And the European Central Bank rate decision um, will also happen on Thursday. And Christine Lagarde will obviously, just like Jerome Powell, also hold a news conference, which will be very important for investors because those two uh, presidents... Christine Lagarde, president of the ECB, and Jerome Powell of the Federal Reserve will give probably give us uh, insight into the further development of monetary policy. So investors will be paying very close attention to the news conference. And then on Friday, we will get U.S. unemployment data and non-farm payrolls. Um, so, so that will also be a very interesting week, uh, interesting day. Um, because uh, very nice data will, will finish off the week in general. So definitely we have a very, very interesting week ahead. And the Kripentok Stock Market News will obviously analyze each of those data points that will be released. And um, also a special episode will be released on Wednesday, um, actually on uh, Thursday, covering the news conference of Jerome Powell. Also, Apple will report earnings on Thursday this week. As of now, more than half of the S&P 500 companies have reported earnings so far, and around 80% of those have beat earnings expectations, yet another, another indicator that the consumer is still very resilient. Last but not least, I would, I would like to um, talk a little bit about a macroeconomic topic, um, another macroeconomic topic in, in today's um, episode. Um, Mera Pendit, she's the executive director, global market strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management. She wrote a very, um, a very beautiful um, LinkedIn um, post today. 
um, writing something that is very important and that does make a lot of sense. I will quote her at this point. She said that those citing a tight labor market, quote, as a reason that we could avoid recession or that the Federal Reserve has more work to do should be reminded that the unemployment rate tends to be a deeply lagging indicator, as does inflation, and therefore may not yet fully reflect the impact of interest rate hikes over the past year, end of quote. Now, this comment from Mara Pendit from JP Morgan makes a lot of sense. I totally agree. Um, also, Larry Summers said this a while ago. He said that when the unemployment rate rises by 0.5%, it rises by 2%, um, basically mean, meaning that it takes long to get into that downward trend. But once we are in that downward trend of rising unemployment rate, that downward trend is hard to stop. However, um, I think it is very important to consider the macroeconomic implications of the COVID pandemic or that have been created by the COVID pandemic. Stronger consumer finances have increased spending power of the people at the bottom of the income distribution and the general distribution of post-pandemic income gains creates macroeconomic implications. So I believe this could certainly cause growth and inflation to be sticky, which means that the Fed has to keep rates at a higher level for longer. So even though the labor market is a very lagging indicator, we are in a special situation due to the very impactful COVID disruptions. Now, that is just something I would uh, I wanted to throw out there in today's episode. If you would like to generally know more about uh, this topic, about um, my opinion regarding this topic, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Talk Stock Market News. What I do on that YouTube channel is I and um, I pick a question of the day and I answer that question. And those questions are highly relevant and highly applicable to the economy as a whole at the moment and markets in general. So make sure to check that out. Those are definitely very, uh, very interesting videos. And that is it for today's economics and stock market coverage. Another episode will be released on Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed today's stock market news and have a great evening.